Let me start with a question. Has a hole in the ground ever been a memorial to anyone? Does that honor anyone in any way? What would be significant about a hole in the ground that would honor someone? I've got a thought. Revelation 9-11. So it's September 11th, 2022, and this is the JT Follows JC podcast. And I finally got my brother here with me. And we're going to talk about the mother of all conspiracies, September 11th, 2001. And so this, this, has, a, this has implications, you know, in everything at this point, I, we've realized. And of course, we picked this day to finally do this. And, um, but anyways, welcome to the podcast, Frank. And I'm happy to be here. <laughs> happy to expose some truth yeah. and some darkness at the same time. Yeah, but um, I think, I would, you know, this... It's sad this needs to be said, but we want to say that first off, like, this is one of these delicate situations. This is a delicate topic because I think they made it so that, like, the questioning these things, it, it's like they, they allow to say, like, oh, you don't respect the dead. Oh, you don't support the troops. Oh, you don't do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, we, we respect them enough to look into it and actually be maligned for doing so. It's like, obviously, doing this on this day, people are going to think we're insensitive. It has nothing to do with it. Obviously, we, if anything, we want more the truth to come out to, for more respect of it. Because, like, if you know, wouldn't that be more honor for the for them than to say, oh, let's not talk about it. So, so that's why we're going to talk about it. But I wanted to start this thing off, Frank, by just asking you, like, of course, we're old enough to have been there, not physically there, but like been there, you know, 21 years ago when it happened. And so what were you doing and kind of what, what, what were you thinking when it happened? I was, I was actually working. I was doing custom ACL braces at the time and I was putting them on the Navy SEALs. I was actually going to the Norfolk uh, Naval Base. And when I heard the first one hit on the radio, uh, I continued on. Of course, that was crazy. I put the knee brace on the SEAL and uh, kept it in my, in my car. And that's when I heard the second one got hit. And then I realized I'm not going to work today. I drove <laughs> straight to my house and I sat in front of my television in awe the entire day. Yeah, I remember, I think I was, I was like a year out of college and I was, we were at some kind of like, you know, I, I worked for like a building supplier and what they had, um, like a garbage TV. They, you know, they, nobody has TVs like they used to like back then. And so we had like one kind of just rabbit ear TV, I think. And so somebody had the news on and I think I missed the second building getting hit, but I, I walked upstairs and I saw them both smoking. And I remember I didn't want to watch it. I like, I was, I, I, I got to be honest, you know, being 21 years old, I thought, Oh gosh, am I going to get drafted to go to war? Cause that's what, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that most that day. I thought like, are they going to take me? I just graduated from college. Maybe they won't take me. I hate to say it, it sounds kind of cowardly, but, but that was truth. Cause it was like, because yeah, because you obviously plan your whole life out, you know, like you don't know what's going to happen. You get, you get, you. I was getting a sales job. I was going to do. I was actually going to try to do what you were doing, one day, and uh, and then you're just like, yeah, but everything, everything changed so much. Like, like, oh wow, not, it's not something you would consider would happen. No, and um, I was telling you a little bit ago that I was all, you know, I, I was a firm believer in Christ at the time, and I read through the entire Bible. And uh, getting to the book of Revelations, especially knowing that it said, if you read this book, you'll get a blessing. I knew it was important for me to read it. Of course, just like anyone else, the first time I read it, it was extremely confusing. But I, you know, I got the, the narrative out of it that 
there is going to be kind of a one world order. There's going to be a, a globalization of countries and there's going to be a ruler that comes out of it. And it's the Antichrist and he's going to implement the mark of the beast. And of course, at the time in 2001, I could not see that happening. I mean, no. it, just, it was mind blowing for me. I tried to I tried to think about it and see how it could occur. And I couldn't see any, any angles. And then after this day, when the whole world changed, basically, and with one event, that was the first time I thought, wow, I can see it. I shifted straight to the um, the book of Revelations. And I thought, I can see how this can occur because one event can change so much so quickly. Yeah, that's that's a fact. And I mean, I think that that overall, I think that's what people look back on. I think that's why you remember where you were at. It's like, I guess that was our JFK assassination moment where like our parents all remember Oh, where were you when they, right, when right. they found out the president was killed? And and for us, it was that. So it's like, we all talk about like that. And it's so funny, like, because, yeah, because I was in my early 20s. We had uh, Aerosmith tickets that night. <laughs> and I remember I went to the gym afterward, after work. And I was like, oh, they're definitely going to still do the show. I mean, that would be like, they'd be like, I was thinking like, it's going to be letting the terrorists win if, if, if like, we don't, if they don't play. Well, they didn't play. Yeah, I'm they didn't, they did, they didn't play. And I was like, okay. So actually, I, that little side story, but I think I had I had Aerosmith tickets three times, and I never saw them one time because it was like once there was a hurricane, canceled the show, and the other time like somebody in the band was sick, or something like that. Mm. So it was not meant to be. Mm. And I think that I think that uh, Steven Tyler actually um, admitted that they became famous through sex magic. So yeah. <laughs> so 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 maybe it was a maybe I was a lot better off. But um, spared yourself a few, few demonic attacks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But the one thing I wanted to like just mention just personally, it was like, like, you know, I think most people obviously the, you know, it, it was one of the worst times, but it was actually kind of a good time in the country because it was like most of the people actually like, you know, love for country was like seemed like at an all time high in our probably our lifetimes where like people were like really like coming together as like, you know, yeah. as, as a country and stuff like that. But, um, but it didn't take long before it was like, you know, they're trying to blame, you know, the Bush administration for all for all the things that went wrong. And it was like as a as a guy who was like a lifelong Republican or, you know, raised to be a Republican. You know, I know I don't think I ever registered as one, but I mean, I never voted for Democrat. And I, I never did. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't accept like the idea that, oh, because because the, 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 the left wing take was Bush did 9-11. So like to me that was an attack on like Republicans like because obviously he was a very maligned president now now I know for good reason and um, I repented for um, ever defending him but the funny thing about that was is like that didn't allow me to see that you know that like the whole thing about like jet fuel can't melt steel beams and all that comes out because I thought this is a Michael Moore thing this is a left wing thing and this is to get John Kerry elected another skull and bones. <laughs> you know, uh, brother of George, George W. Bush, which is kind of funny looking at that now. But um, like, so when did you actually start like to question whether it was true or not? Because I know you probably, you came, you came to that conclusion way before I did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had a turn, quick turn of events in my life that um, allowed me to have several years just off work, you know, so mm -hmm. I was able to uh, have a little bit of money and, you know, just, you know, looking into some things and the first time I saw a documentary, I believe it was on Netflix, maybe, may, possibly YouTube, and I never saw, I never heard of it before, and that said something about 9-11 being an inside job. 
Mm-hmm. So like, I remember like I, I wanted to watch it, but I almost was afraid to click the button because I thought it would be unpatriotic to yeah, yeah. actually even think that. Yeah. But then something told me, I was like, no, watch it. So I started to watch it. And of course the guy's starting to talk about the Pentagon and building six. And I'm looking at now, like building seven, you mean, I mean, building seven. And I'm looking at it now kind of like, this is very suspicious. And uh, it was so funny because I've had a meeting two days later with a couple of my friends and they have a guy they went to school with who was a, a homeland security um, officer, mm-hmm. and he was there. And we we're all sitting around having a couple of beers, and and I asked him. I said, "What do you think about you know the the, build, the plane hit the Pentagon?" He goes, "Well, I actually watched it hit the Pentagon." And so when he said that, I was like, "You're lying." I was like, "You didn't see it hit the Pentagon," mm-hmm. but because I just I just knew I was like they're covering up all the footage of it, mm-hmm. and so you would you would be if you were a shill within the government, you know, lying act like you were there to, and saw the actual yeah, yeah. plane hit. So, you know, those things uh, raised my suspicion up and then I just started to look way deeper in it. And then, I mean, more and more facts popped out, more and more of the, of the narrative became exposed. And then some of the things just were, were ridiculous, like them finding the passport of one of the, yeah. one of the um, terrorists. That, was that the one from flight 93? Did, did everything in the plane was like, there was like no plane left there basically. Like, it was like, and of course it had ended up hitting a piece of ground that was like, there was already an indention in there. There was like barely any plane left. So everything burned up except for this guy's passport. Conveniently. It probably said <laughs> occupation on there, terrorists. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And then as I, uh, I, as I really, so this happened in about 2011, two, two, no, 2012, uh, the Lord really spoke to me, um, was, was, was revealing a lot of things to me. And one of the things he did have me research into was 9-11 again. And once I really fully understood what actually occurred there, that, that they were not telling us the truth, that this was a planned event, mm-hmm. um, that's when my radar talking about the Book of Revelation went way up. So yeah. if the first thing that 9-11 did is it showed me, man, one event can change the world. And the, the second time when I realized that one event that changed the world was planned by spiritual forces of darkness and that might have been the first real step on preparing the way for the Antichrist. So mm-hmm. I started connecting the dots right there. I was like, they did this on purpose. Yeah. And the ultimate result of what they want to do is to bring about the rise of the Antichrist. So then my full focus, I knew my t- I knew the time was short at that point, And I started d- diving right into, you know, you name it. Yeah, that's that's a funny. I want to I want to go back a little bit because that's funny. I was thinking about, I guess it was, I guess it must have been fall of 2000, 2001. And so, so my brother Frank, he's a big uh, Commanders fan, right? The Commanders, the Washington uh, Commanders—they have a name now. Yeah, but the they Red, used to be called the, the Reds. Red, they used to be called the Redskins. <laughs> and I had Redskins tickets, and they were playing the New York Giants. Believe it or not, and I think this was in October. And I, we—it was October or November. And so we drove up, and we stayed. My buddy had a, a friend who lived in Alexandria, I think. So we're from Virginia, and. Um, so we went up there and stayed and we went out we went out on the town in DC, went to Georgetown and stuff. But we drove, when we drove in, we actually drove by the Pentagon and it was pretty wild. Cause like literally like a whole section of the thing was just gone. And it was kind of surreal looking at it, like looking at like the devast- the actual devastation of it. And of course that was our ground zero here in Virginia, but like, you know, it, it's, and it was a, yeah, it was such a funny, it was, a, it was, a, it was a thing. Like, cause obviously when you had the, the sports teams with with George W. Bush throwing out the um, the first pitch and actually, like he obviously, gosh, that guy's, I'll just be honest, he's a clown. 
but he he played his role in those days pretty well because he like he had that speech the bullhorn speech and then he had like but the terrorists are going to hear us and, and yeah then he threw that strike and then yeah there's this with all you have like rudy giuliani wearing the you know it's like the fdny you know hats and stuff and yeah so it was it was it was i guess that's why you if you questioned it it was like it was it was a question of your patriotism if you why would you do why would you do that like why would you do that um yeah don't you love this country and it's like yeah let's you know I, I, and i guess that's the thing so you wouldn't even look into it and but of course now you look back i look back at how i felt you know how i about it and because you and we got disillusioned with all the years of war and all this kind of stuff and then you're just kind of like then you start to look into it because it's like you don't trust you know you don't trust ourselves you know you don't trust our government anymore so then you're like when they you find out they lied to you and then you find out the scope of how much they've been lying to you and then talk about un, unraveling a sweater of like like so when you so when i think i, I started to wake up it went into like it was 2017 and I don't know, I guess maybe I was, oh, my buddy just turned 40. So I was just turning 40. And I think maybe that was the point in my life when I started to really like, is this all there is? Is like, there's some, I was like, I, I was being a lukewarm Christian. I wasn't really living right. We went up to New York city for my buddy's uh, 40th birthday party. And so we had a great time. We walked, we saw all the like the first time we did the, the major tourist. And I think we walked like 15 miles and, and we went into uptown into the financial district and we went up to the on the we thought it was still called the freedom tower there with the new the new tower which was the one world trade center but we went down and looked at the memorial and like i didn't have a spiritual you know bit in my body at that point but i knew when i stared over that those two you know abysses and i was just like i remember being mad like like this is bleak and i was just like if you're if you were a terrorist, of course, I was thinking like, I was still thinking the terrorists did it. I was like, they would have to be happy about this. Like there was two massive buildings here and now there's two big holes in the ground. And I think at that point, I, that was probably when I really soured enough to like, there's something wrong here. And I just, I was just upset. So I guess, the, I guess the main, I guess, I guess I give you a question now is like the, so when you finally did, so like, like, so what was the result of all this stuff? Like, as far as like, like the changes, like you said, obviously the, the, the world changed. So, so how do you think that it really changed like for you and for like, you know, the country? Yeah, for, for me, it, I think it was a good step for me to get closer to the Lord and come to the understanding that we are in end times and the book of Revelation is, is, is being prepared. And, and um, that was a big piece of it. And of course, as I studied more into 9-11, there was a lot in there involved with the numerologies and things of that nature that pointed to the book of revelations and i know we can talk about this in a minute but you know 9 11 revelations 9 1 that's the beast that comes out of the bottom oh, of the yeah. that's the antichrist you know the lord had a little fire in, in me and, and called me as a watchman um through the process of me learning all of these things and then i understood that the world was being prepared by the for the antichrist and the lord was getting ready to come back so when it came to approaching the uh the, the conversation i mean it was on with me you know mm -hmm. if you if we if i had time in a comfortable setting to talk to somebody I would bring the subject up and I would say, you really need to look into this because there's a lot of holes in this because the importance for me was then you understood like the government's lying on both sides. Yeah. Like the re it used to be, like you said, we were Republicans, mm -hmm. good Democrat, bad. Right. Yeah. And, and, they, and they feel the same way. 
you know, all of a sudden I saw, I was like, they're all bad. Yeah. And, and that was good. Cause it's, they it got me to take my eyes off the people that I was putting my trust in mm-hmm. kind of my f- hopes of future and, you know, how yeah. well they do or not and put them directly on the Lord and start walking in faith. So it changed my life and brought me so much closer to him. It was significant. And I, I wanted to share it in that capacity because I felt like if other people understood that, they would take their eyes off the things that are distractions, put them on him, and then they would grow up in the faith. Yeah. So that that was like the single most significant part that occurred. So I had no problem sharing it. And um, I was sharing it on Facebook. And of course, in the early days, man, getting a lot of pushback. People did not want to want to believe it. You know, but my, yeah. my whole thing was is I was like, you know, here you guys are defending the government again. Yeah. I wanted to just push that narrative. I was like, you already know they're lying, right? They yeah. lie all the time. Mm-hmm. So here you are defending the liars. I was like, why don't you look into the story then? Let's look into some of these things. And so, you know, take it, take it piece by piece. Of course, uh, there was a lot of people that woke up to it. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of people that uh, still refused to believe that something of that size could go down, um, um, be that coordinated. But um, man, if you read the Bible, you can see there's more that could go down that's of that size and it's going to be that coordinated as well. Yeah, I think that, I think for me, and of course I've, I've mentioned my, my testimony a few times on here, but I, you know, I was still a ways off. And I think, I think I lived, I lived probably for after those some years after that, just being, like, is it kind of pouring my, just distracting myself? Cause I think obviously we were going through like, kind of like, um, you know, the, I had the, the Obama years and then you had like, then the early parts of Trump where it was almost like, almost, it was like, it was almost like a reason to like take your breath and say, Oh, it's not so bad. Like things are getting better again. Maybe, maybe the country's not so far gone. And then, then of course, 2020, uh, 2020 happens, and we don't have to get into all the crazy stuff with the election and the, and the, you know, the the pestilence. And uh, and I'm just I was living on Twitter for then, and then I was I was watching people exposing the truth in real time, and I'm still not woke up spiritually. And these people are getting banned; they're getting ruined. And then it's like. And then later it's they're confirmed it's confirmed that with the things they were saying were true. And then, but they can't get the reputation back and they didn't get their accounts back. Like nobody apologized to them. And so then it was like, so by the time I finally did wake up, I started to, you know, I I I think yeah, I don't know. It was, I was just I was starting to see the stuff into like the, you know, first it was like the signs and the symbols. Then I was looking into the masonry stuff. And then it was like, I was I think I can't remember who it was, if you or somebody else. So I was starting to like accept conspiracies, but I, that was still one of those ones where it was like, oh yeah, but that one's not. And then it's, it really clicked. And I think it was, it was the, it was, it was, it was Frank that really got me on the, the path of this is the, this is the end times, even though I can already in my spirit, I probably knew, I guess, I guess that's why I was so, it was so easy to be led there that like, yeah, you're right. I've, I've known for years and I just, I tried to ignore it. And then, so when I started to, so that was like the focus that Frank kind of helped me get on was like the day of the Lord, the return of Christ. And then it was like, so then I'm, it was so funny. It was like a converging things where it was like, I was looking for signs, symbols of the, of kind of, of kind of like the Masons and the, and the influence on our society. And then I was looking for the end times. And then it was like the converging of both those things. When I was like, I go back to, the the holes in the ground and that's of course that that was like that was my big moment i think as far as like me going going from like the stuff i was making on uh tiktok to like a 
a higher level of things I was working on when I when I was looking at the like the the I guess the symbols and I was like this is a big hole in the ground like what is this and then I'm reading I'm reading my Bible and I'm reading Revelation nine eleven they have his king over them the king of the bottomless pit in Hebrew he's Abaddon but in Greek he's called Apollyon and I was like wait a minute so if there's a big hole in the ground here and the in the God in the pit is named is is Apollo and I think this was before the this uh, before this I think I I started to accept the fact that wait a minute, the Greek gods were real. You know, they were real in the sense that obviously, you know, they're, they're not represent, they're, rep, they're, they're versions of, of, of fallen angels or Nephilim or whatever. And so then when it blew my mind when it was like, oh, Apollo's in there, like the Apollo that we've heard about. And then I started to see like his, his imagery everywhere. And then I realized, wait a minute, he's the king of the bottomless pit. He becomes the Antichrist. And was it uh, Revelation 11? It talks about the the beast that comes out of the pit is the one who conquers the saints. And you're like, wait a minute, he's the Antichrist. And then I was like, all of a sudden it clicked in my brain. It was like, oh my gosh, this is a symbol to their God. And then I realized when they started talking, doing all the new, then you, then you started to look back into it. The new world order talk associated with that day. It was one of those moments where it was like, oh my gosh, this these people are going to usher in the antichrist and and so all the things that you see it was it really was like this is the culmination of all the things that they're doing and then of course then, then you then you what i've done a lot of is just looking back so what the what's, what was the result of these things and it was like how much closer are we to that that you know the tribulation after that day than we were the day before like you know september 10th 2001 and it's it's mind blowing, but yeah. So anyway, so Chris, that was a, that was a long way to say, but like, um, so of course, I don't know, like what, so what, what really stands out to you now? Like, like this, this day and like, what, like what, what they have, what they have done since then. And like, what, I mean, obviously what do you think they're doing now based on this? Well, one, one interesting point about 9-11, <clears throat> which um, now is, is commonplace because now you're not even allowed to mention that you might think the election was rigged on the news, right? You can't yeah. talk. You, there's right, certain yeah. subjects you cannot talk about. They won't. I don't care what news station you're on. If you're on Fox News, they won't let you talk about it. Either. They, mm -hmm. they don't talk about it. And so that's a huge red flag. If they right. don't even let you talk about it, it's, that's because they're not being transparent. If they had the facts, then they would let you talk. About right. It. Well, the th the things you kind of know based on like it's it's almost like the things you're not allowed to talk about are the real important things because if you talk to like that's the reason they won't let you say anything about them. Mm -hmm. And I think the funny thing you were, you were saying about like the, uh, it makes me think about like my looking back about being like team elephant. And it's like, a, it was like an attack on my party, my team. And so I couldn't talk about it. But if you think about it, so they had a left-wing push from like Mike, the Michael Moore's of the world where they were all saying Bush did this. They're all saying Bush did this. So now we fast forward to 2022 and all the tech companies are owned by, by these big leftists, right? And so- if, 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 if Bush and the, if like the media tried to squash those, those questioning of the narratives back then, they would have called Bush, you know, that they would have called him like that, that guy with the funny mustache from the 30s in, in Germany. They'd have said, he's this guy, because they already said that. And so now the tech companies are the ones saying, we can't say anything. Or like, or obviously, they're, they're shadow banning you. They're, they're, they're saying this is like bullying or all kinds of weird stuff they're saying. So it's like, then it's like, what more do you proof do you need that it's like it was never 
right versus the left. It was like, it was, you know, the the deep state, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, the, the hidden hand versus us. It was it was it had never anything to do with like Republicans versus Democrats. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Jesse Ventura on Fox News with Brian Kilmeade, and he pointed out a few things. One of the things he pointed out, he said every every war that's ever in the past has been started by a false flag. And he started naming the Gulf of Tonkin and Vietnam. He talked about uh, what the um, the Nazis did with the the uh, library. Uh -huh. Oh, the, or, the, or the Reichstag. The Reichstag. I know. Um, you, if you really think about, it, I was actually just saw. I, was, I just saw something probably about that today, and I was like, "Yeah." If you really think about it, it's like, of course, they didn't have like the the sophistication back in the '40s to do. A, but if you think that was their version of it, right? It's like they did a thing to the Reichstag building. Therefore, they did all these other wicked things, and it was like it's 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 like the same thing. It's like literally like the same thing. You burned a building down. So, and of course, we know what happened after this false flag attack. They immediately went in, and it's so funny because Iraq had nothing to do with it. They, were, they weren't even part of the official narrative of what happened. Yeah, we, we had to go, first we had, well, to, go we and had to go in there. We had to go to Afghanistan. So first they made the case for that, and they immediately said, they, it was like they pivoted real quick to say, we, we, we can't wait for this to happen again. So therefore, we have to like, do what they call them they made even said preemptive wars yeah it was that, the war the war on terror you had a um you basically had a an enemy that you could not um point to it was you couldn't see it so it was endless they could they could they could the war industrial complex was in full effect and bush and cheney and those guys were making tons of money so um but yeah so they you know jesse fincher was on there with brian killed me he's talking about the false flags and <clears throat> brian killed me gets up and walk off and like the other host is sitting there, and he was like, he's very, you know, serious about the subject. And Jesse Vanera was like, so, so am I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I was like, they see, I knew they wouldn't even allow the conversation to happen. You couldn't, you couldn't even think about it. If you can't even say, can I, can I ask you a couple of questions about some of these yeah. things you're curious here? And can you explain this to me? Yeah. And then and you're a reporter, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be like, yeah, well, let me see it. You know, they're, they're, if, if, it, if it's not true, there's a reasonable explanation for it. Yeah. The reason they push that off like that, because they know. Yeah. They know for a fact there's unanswered questions. And if they talk about it, they're going to get that. Yeah. Their, bo their boss would say, you, you're out of here. You can't, you can't question that. Oh, the, the one funny thing I said to go back and it's funny. I was, I thought about this kind of recently, like looking back. So if, if you were there at the time, you know what I'm talking about. It was like, there was a lot of tension right afterwards. Like, cause they were like really pushing the idea. This is not it. Like there's, there's more to come. Like this is, this mm -hmm. is not, we're going to get attacked again. And so then right in, right at, was like right after that, all these politicians and people were getting sent and getting sent anthrax. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and so it was like, if you really look at that, that, that had to be like, that was such garbage because I think they had to continue to like say, because they knew they were going to rash it up from Afghanistan to Iraq. So they had to make it sound like, oh my gosh, we have to, yeah, it's preemptive. Like this is the, this is the only thing we can do. And then you look back and it's like, all the, the mess of those wars and then the war that like literally just ended and it was like it had nothing to do with anything any of the things they said it did and first of all we can go back and just like to talk about a couple of the fishy things that we like like to talk about it's like so sometimes people get caught lost in the weeds about like some of these issues and the easiest one to say when people start to actually like question you know we can talk about what the what steel beams melt at and all that kind of stuff put it this way the temperature, I think, in the 9-11 report was not hot enough to melt those things. And somebody said, well, we could weaken them. It's like, no, we, 
it's got to be hot enough to melt, start melting them to weaken them. So like, no. And, and if you looked at even the fireball from the one plane hitting, if it hit, all that fuel must have got burned up right away. So like at that point, it would have been just a regular fire. It wouldn't have mm -hmm. been like, you know, it's not like they were spraying stuff continuously till the, till the steel melted. But the other thing was, was building seven. So building seven fell. You could see the way it fell. What was, was were you saying like the, who was the news? Was it CNN or CNN, BBC or something? <clears throat> so building seven was very interesting. I think it's 48 stories high, right? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was not hit by a plane. It, it caught fire. If you actually look at the footage, you can see these weren't like raging massive fires either. They were simple fires and no building of that size in the history of the world had the building collapsed into its footprint like a pure demolition. Yeah. Not only that, <clears throat> the BBC reported that building seven collapsed while building seven was still up. It, it was in collapsed the, it was, it was in the literally back, it was literally in the background. In the background. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you can actually see this reporter reporting. <laughs> you're like, no, like, no, you can see it. So that that's some of the that's some of the um information. I'm used. surprised you didn't look over her shoulder. Okay, now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the, the funny thing about it is yeah, you know, it's so comical that they would that they would do that. But those are the type of types of things that you can look at and you can go, wait a minute, for them to know how did they know it was gonna collapse? Right. How did they know it was going to collapse beforehand? Because these buildings don't collapse by fire. Yeah. Well, they said, I think, I think, so what was the, what was the documentary you, you found? Let's see if anybody wants to look this up. <clears throat> There's an excellent documentary. And the only way you're going to be able to probably find it is if you go into, and don't use Google search anymore. That's, they, they have all their algorithms set up to steer you away from the truth. You know, use Duck and Go or if you got, if you can get a Brave, home, Brave is a good yeah, one. Yeah. I would go to the Brave browser, use that, um, punch in architects and engineers of 9 11. And you'll actually have real architects and real engineers break, go through step-by-step step on this process. It's only an hour long and they just break it apart and show you this cannot happen. Yeah, that was and that's so They focus on building seven quite a bit and they show you side-by-side side building seven just, you know, fall right, free fall right into its footprint, just like a demolition. And then it shows you buildings just like it that have been, you know, had the true demolition. And you can see they fall exactly yeah. the same. Not only that, the owner of the building, when he was talking about it after it had collapsed, he said, we, we were so upset with the amount of loss of life that day that we just didn't want to have any more, so we decided to pull it. Now, yeah. pull it is the term yeah, yeah, used the term for when demo. you're going to demolition the building. Yeah. So they literally told, told us what they did. Yeah, well, that, I think, so even if you, uh, and I think that's why I say, like, if you actually want to, like, ever talk about this with somebody, don't always, don't go, don't go to the, the furthest case, because at least they, you know, some people will not, not know what temperature, you know, steel melts at. So it's like, that's kind of like the, besides the point. Yeah, the, the main point is, if you looked at that show, especially and you see the, the building schematics as a guy in construction, the structural columns that went throughout building seven, they're all over the place. So like one fire on one floor wouldn't melt all the, it, like it, it couldn't happen. It would, if anything, you could have seen like maybe a sag or something, put it this way, a regular fire couldn't burn that building down. It was, it was too, it was too like, it was built to, I think when they had the, uh, was it the Secret Service or the CIA had a, um, had their own floor that was literally like bomb proofed. Mm -hmm. It was crazy, but. Um, it might've been the FBI. Camera. And so, uh, so the only thing it did, it sustained some damage from the towers falling, which is, we'll get into that real quick, is that, so the narrative, if, so the, the towers got hit around like the 85th floor or something like that. And then, so the narrative was that they collapsed the footprint onto each top of each other. And so the weight was just pop, 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 pop. And they were, they were pos you know, popping them down. 
But of course, they make a point to say, like, if that happened, like, eventually the top floors would, would, would stop, you know what I mean? Because there wouldn't be enough to keep pushing it down. And then if you look at the pictures, I, I would encourage anyone to look at the pictures, is that when you actually see when they start to come down, they're literally like going out. And so, so just think about that for a second. If the, if the floors are, are, are the weight of the floors are actually pushing the other floors down. Well, if part of the building goes here, well, what's causing this part to go, you know what I mean? If that part's out here, it's not actually pushing these floors down. And so those things actually kind of collapse like that. But building seven went from here down. It, like you could see the bottom fell out when the fire was like somewhere in the, in the middle. Yeah. And, um, and then we found out too by listening to that documentary that they broke all types of laws and codes because instead of doing the proper investigation on the metal um, to see exactly why it uh, gave out the way it did, they took all of that metal and shipped it off to China for recycling immediately. No one ever investigated any of it because they already know they already they already knew what happened to it. Or would it? And I think even in the uh, in the in the report that for one, the nine eleven report didn't actually have Building Seven in it. No, it didn't because they said that was like they because 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 the planes didn't hit it, so they didn't have to they didn't have to worry about it. And then they said, did you find any bomb residue in the building? They said, no. And they said, did you look? Did you test for it? No. No, so they didn't, they didn't test for it. Yeah, and, and, they, and you think if it was like, this is like the biggest crime scene of all time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they just quickly loaded the stuff up and got rid of, like, obviously they, there's only one reason you do that is like, you're covering the stuff up. Yeah, there's a fireman, um, you, you can find his, um, real-time testimony he comes out he's all covered in dust and things like that and he goes man you could hear the bombs going off one way run boom 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 well, was it even so that kind of stuff if when any of these big events occur let me just tell you this you got to listen to the first responders get a hold of the police um listen to the interviewers yeah because that's before they can actually put the fake news out spin on it and so you'll actually start to see the holes in it because you'll be like wait a minute that person said it was two shooters they're only saying there's one guy yeah you know, so what was it? Uh, the, I think even like Dan Rather said uh, one of those one of those big time uh, hairpiece news reporters was saying that the the one plane must have had a bomb in it. Like is, they said, they must have been bombs from it because like because everybody was yeah pretty much everybody was there said there was explosions mm -hmm. and and obviously he said if you look at the pictures there definitely was explosions because the building's going almost kind of mushrooming out, mm -hmm. which is like obviously if it's collapsing by fire, if anything it would kind of slowly tumble over mm -hmm. and if you think about how far building seven was away it had to go really far it's like sometimes when you see these pictures the scale is is it's hard to get how big these buildings were and how far apart they actually are for the pieces to fly and then damage the other building it's it's it, it really is incredible and, and i mean incredible as far as not possible and then jumping over to the pentagon yeah which which is that's that's a funny one so you have the pentagon who has Obviously, it's a military installation, basically, and you know they got cameras by every Everywhere. every place. So we got all got the, the the cameras for the second plane hitting. You know, some people say it's a hologram or not. I don't know, um, but yeah, there's hardly any plane debris, or there's not there's no real plane debris. There's like pieces of something, and literally the angle that it got hit, like, and you're talking about what like a seven fifty seven plane, like in these untrained untrained terrorists like did this complete crazy maneuver to get there and there's no video nope. no video they don't really any video from that thing and that so that in itself is like where they always say sunlight is the best disinfectant so if, if you're telling the truth 
Look at everything, right? Show, them, show the plane come crashing to it. That's why I didn't believe the Homeland Security guy. Because I was I was like, if you were telling me the truth and where's the footage for it? Yeah. You guys would go here at the plane to hit them. You guys didn't weren't weren't afraid to show the plane hitting the Twin Towers. Yeah. So, but not only that, think about it. That's our capital. That's where the president's at. Yeah. That's where all of our high-ranking securities and cabinet members are, and, and that's where the Pentagon was, and, and the top brass of the military are there. And two buildings just got hit by planes that were hijacked, okay? So how does this one, at such a later time, make it all the way in to D.C. untouched? Nobody does anything. Nobody sends a jet up to scramble. And they do that. They do that, and they do that quickly. Well, we yeah, Frank and I live in a military town, and so we might even have be interrupted by a jet that comes by right now. But you, if you think how quick a jet could get from from where we live in Virginia up to, I mean, it was a three hour car ride, mm-hmm. like like you know, to get yeah. to DC. So like, how fast could a, one of those those jet like F eighteen get up there? And then, and um, they probably have to have some up there. Too. Hey, um, yeah. The, put it this way: the fact that they had no planes. Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, like, I remember even at the time we were questioning the narrative of the flight 93 when it's like the let's roll. Cause I thought like they were saying that that potentially was being, was going to hit the white house, I think. And so that's the one that crashed. Like that's the one supposedly the, uh, the people brought the thing down when they found the passport, <laughs> everything else is gone, but the passport's there. Um, and so this one was, this one crashed. I remember my friends at the time thought like, okay, well they must've, they must've shot that one down because, cause we're, and we actually didn't actually really, you know what? After the what just happened, I wouldn't really blame them. Nobody wanted to admit that they shot down a, a passenger plane to protect the White House. But you know, we had understood if they did that. And of course, yeah, because it made no sense. It's like they couldn't have figured out. Like all the planes were grounded. I guess at like at a certain time, except for this one plane's up. They wouldn't have rated us. Said you better get down, or you're going to get shot down. And if you see the initial hole that was in the Pentagon. Um, and you understand planes got very large wings. And so when they show you the hole, like there's unbroken windows right next to the hole. Like the wings never were there. Oh, right. And then all the ground is completely, it's just steam. It's like the ground did not get touched at all. Yeah. And like, then you're like, where's the bodies, the plane parts, the seats, all this type of stuff. And stuff. It just disintegrated. I think I saw one photo of one wheel inside the Pentagon, which I wouldn't have been surprised if that was planted there. But I mean, where's the rest of the plane parts? So you had this one little tiny hole, no ground is touched, there's nothing scorched, nothing like that. Yeah. And so what it looks like, it looks like a missile hit. Well, what are they, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good point because typically I say, I think maybe just because we've watched so many movies, like when cars wreck and like planes correct, they explode, right? Everything is, everything's gone. But actually when you look at the history of like plane crashes, they find every piece of those planes mm-hmm. and put them together to like to try, try to figure out what, what everything went wrong and then realizing like if if a plane in a building like that it wouldn't blow up it would be a massive wreck though like mm-hmm. you know you could imagine like what's well, like it's like if you ra- if you ran your car into like a the house it's like there's not gonna be a gigantic hole in the house and then like the car be gone it would be like there'd mm-hmm. be like a crumpled up car well, the, if you hit hit the pentagon the way it shows they hit it with wings the wings would have broke off the, the the cone would have pushed in yeah i don't know if it would have actually made it all the way in because those planes are not uh you know built to actually you know crush into buildings like that these buildings are actually built to prevent and what's yeah plane crash especially like a building like the pentagon which is what looks like it's like like a 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a brick house, but it's even stronger to forget. It looks like it could sustain something massive. Yeah. So, so, so lots of serious questions about um, Building 7 and um, in, the, in the Pentagon. But then, of course, you know, there's tons of questions about the Twin Towers, too. Yeah. And then, and then <clears throat> that's when I realized, you know, because when I saw the Building 7 in the Pentagon, that's what really kind of convinced me. And I was very suspic- suspicious about the, um, the Twin Towers as well. I, I knew for sure that the, the the story that they gave us was, was inaccurate. Yeah, wildly inaccurate, and, and there was lots of people involved in this, and in a massive cover up. Of course, that that completely woke me up to the corruption within the governments and the fact that something could be pulled off like this. And then there's there's something interesting too is uh, I saw pictures of the twin towers burning, and there was like demonic smokeheads, oh, yeah. crystal clear as day, and I'm thinking. Of course, yes, they had help from the spiritual world. That's why when people sometimes think, how could they pull off something so massive on a big scale? They had help from the spiritual world. They had help from real fallen angels. You know, this thing was done as an ode to a bad and Napoleon. Yeah. The, the, the coming beast of perdition. So um, it's all, it was all occultic and witchcraft and a couple other really weird things that occurred. Everybody's seen that little um, clip of George Bush in the classroom where they come into oh yeah oh yeah let's talk about that so he so this so even at the time they were like bush kind of got criticized for like he now that i I didn't realize this so before he went in the classroom to read to those kids he was told that the first plane hit so he went into the classroom like after that i believe and then he's and they're doing this thing and i'll tell you get into what you're doing like i think a lot of people are like wouldn't the president be like okay first we need to protect you because like you're you're like some at school some school right like it's like if you believe the narrative like this is a this could be such a huge attack like we need to be, be safe secondly he did like nothing but what did he yeah so what were they doing what were the kids doing at the time what, yeah, what was he doing what were the kids doing at the school class so what the kids were doing at the class is they were going over spelling words and ironically the teacher was having them chant them basically she was saying a word and then they were all repeating her saying another word and they were all repeating her Within the list of words, it um, scrambled within it was plane was one of them. Yeah, hit was one of them, and steel was one of it, them. If you if you haven't seen this, you guys, I'll try to maybe I'll try to maybe add this on. But that was one of the craziest things when I thought, is that real? Because it it literally sounds like this is a like a, a spell. This is like a thing. This is whatever you want to call it. Obviously, it's super demonic because these kids. It's it's literally children chanting. Plane hit steel. Plane hit steel, and I was like, "It's it's horrifying, honestly." And then on top of that, in, in a more stranger event in Jeffrey Epstein, which is a whole other topic. And within his home, they found two paintings of two different presidents. They have a painting of Bill Clinton wearing Monica Lewinsky's dress, dressed in drag. Yeah, I'm sure there's some meanings and sim- symbolic nature of that. Um, but they have one of George Bush sitting like the clown he is with little paper airplanes and he's throwing paper airplanes and he's got two collapsed um, building blocks, you know, piles of them, just like it's representing the twin towers. So literally, you know, kind of giving away what actually went down there. But you have to understand say George Bush was, you know, the clown, whether he was playing that role or not, you know, he was a member of a secret society called the Skull and Bones. Mm. John Kerry was a member of. Uh, his dad was George Bush, the other president his dad was, and his, his granddad was. Now, his granddad, Prescott Bush, was working with the, Germ- the German and the Nazis back in the day. And when he came here, I think he helped organize the CIA, who his son eventually became um, 
the, the, the leader of the CIA, who eventually became president. So you can see these these people are all intertwined in, in laces of power. Oh yeah, and no, I mean they they're not conservative Republicans. They're 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 satanic globalists, is what they are, preparing this the system. And, and nobody spoke more about a new world order than. Uh, yeah, that's. I think as we should talk about. Trump. I think it's. Uh, actually, I'm confused about the, the timeline now. But like, so George, you know, George Herbert Walker Bush is George W. Bush's dad, and he he must have had at least three very public new world order speeches. I mean, like. As far as yeah, as far as he's obviously the king of the new world world order like talk, but he had a speech that was either was it eleven years before maybe it was nineteen ninety or was it was it ten years? It was either ninety one or or uh, uh, ninety one yeah ninety one or ninety eleven or ten or ten or eleven years or whichever one to the day of nine eleven having it was like the real big like before Congress the new world order speech, and then so what we had a uh, we had another I think it was a like senator or congressman. The next day after September 11th, references back to that speech about saying, "Hey, through this tragedy, maybe we could do what his dad wanted to do, was which is with a new world order." And then you have like the uh, the imagery of like a year later, where they're like rebuilding parts of the, you know, they're doing some kind of ceremony at the at the site, and they're doing the Eye of Horus, which I said I can show you that Horus, Apollo, all those you know gods, the, the all-seeing eye version of satan you know horus antichrist lucifer whatever whatever you want to call them we can get the specifics later but i think ultimately i think that's when you when you understand why like this this was a thing and of course when you realize this new world order comes from the secret societies skull and bones like like frank said and it comes from like a place of this esoteric numerology you know, magic with K, the number eleven, which we'll we'll get into, and like so, we'll talk about why this, why it was a, why it was nine eleven, why it had to be nine eleven, and so if you think about it, like these are the people who have planned these things out for like, I mean, obviously because it's they're dealing with the demonic, they've been planning these things out coordinated for, they planned things out probably dec by the decades, by the centuries, and probably by the thousand years dealing with the devil himself, but it was like so nine. So first of all, yeah, a lot of people know the 11s. So 11 is the magic number. And that's the Lester Crowley, like made that kind of famous. K, when you see magic with a K, that's 11. And so let's, uh, I'll, just, I'll just go through the list of the 11s associated with that day. So obviously it's 9-11. And so you have, what you have there is you have, you add the nine plus the two ones and you get 11. So 9-11 is the 254th day. So you add the two, the five, and the four, you get 11. There's also 111 days after 9-11 in the year. So you got another 11. Well, you had the two buildings look like 11, and they also look like Freemasonry pillars. And I think that's what they are. And you have those, and then you had, um, what was it? The, uh, the so, we, so after that, well, we had New York City. New York City's got 11 letters. You have Afghanistan's got 11 letters. And the Pentagon, yeah, the Pentagon has 11 letters. And I might even be missing one on, on there, but it's like all the coins. Oh, yeah, Flight 11 was the one hit the first building. And so you're like, this is not an accident. So they, I think they call 11 is, a, is not only a magic number, it's a, it's a master number. But actually, nine is also a master, is actually a magic number. And this is, this is something you guys might not know. But if you multiply nine times any number from one to 10, 
and you add the two numbers you get like so if you add two or you multiply two and nine you get 18. so one plus eight is nine except if you multiply three times nine you get 27 two plus seven so you add them you can do it you can do the math yourself but but you get it and so i looked into the numerology so nine is also a number of completion like completion of a cycle so you think probably almost like the our seasons like by the time it gets to september things start to die and so that's almost like the end of that that kind of cycle of course we have set nine months in the womb and then also so so then you what 11 means besides being magic it's the number of new beginnings it's the number of like basic connection with the spiritual and it's the and it actually has something to do with portals so if you think about that so you got the nine completing the cycle and you get the 11 and it's like this is it's too freaky and, and i'm gonna i'll do one more and i'll let frank frank talk about it a little bit but so we we talked about the uss new york i did a video about that uss new york was a was a was a ship eventually we'll talk about it later but they made a new new uss new york and they use a, a, a good amount of the steel for it from one of the towers well the first uss new york was 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 commissioned on not what uh 19 in 1911 on may 1st what they started construction on this thing september 11th 1911 so then 30 years later the they they can they started construction on the pentagon so that was what is it one uh yeah so so 9 11 1941 then 60 years later you have the attacks on things so you have the so if you think about it they're big on these three six nine so you have you have 30 60 and then you have 90 from the first one to the last one and it's like that's some crazy stuff and and i have to give luke some credit for this one he talked about and a lot of satanic rituals they burn you know they burn a, a pentagram well they burned a, they burned a pentagon mm-hmm. you know which you could be obviously there's a pentagram probably a million places in that place so they burn this thing for what, what could only be counted as pretty much the biggest satanic ritual of like all time with a lot of human sacrifice involved in it. Oh yeah, well, and I think that just at, at a at a finer point on it, um, what what these people like Alessa Crowley believe was that the magic is not as complicated as everyone makes it out to be. Sometimes it's literally just making changing your consciousness. And so, I don't care who you are, everybody who remembers that day will say that there was a shift in everybody's consciousness that that day. And so, so if I do a thing like basically through the elevens do like make you a picture, make you a song, you know, write you something special and you, you kind of change your consciousness. Well, that's magic. Well, you take all those 11s and then you see what the result of it. And it's like, how much, how much magic was done that day to change the world? Like literally the world, the world changed that day and it's, it's forever changed. There is no, there's no going back before that. Yeah. And interesting to note that they did a full, a full out uh, regime change in Afghanistan based on the fact that they claimed that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, which they never found any, and no, he didn't. They oh, you mean Iraq? But I mean, Iraq, yeah. Um, Saddam Hussein, so he didn't have any. <clears throat> they completely lied to get in there and, and do this. And so when you look at that and you're wondering, you know, maybe these people are telling the truth. Well, they just lied to you right after that to get, in, get into, uh, to start an ongoing endless yeah. war that made them all, you know, lots of money. So 
I like that. I, I definitely want to point that out. And, and, and another thing that's interesting is they, they, the coalition they put together to go fight was opposed by two countries. And you know who one of the countries was who stood up? Was it Russia? It was Putin. Yeah. Russia. <laughs> yeah. He was like, no, you don't need, you guys don't need to go in there and do that. Yeah, that's why they, I guess that's why they don't like him. Yeah, he's not he's not part of their plan. Or he is, and he's just the kind of the chaos agent. I don't know. Like sometimes you don't know who's who's I guess is the point is we don't we don't really trust any men. Any mm-hmm. we don't we don't say even like even like the Trump, we can talk about Trump for a minute. The funny thing was he had a quote about something about when the one plane hit and to to Trump, one thing he's was big into was real estate. So he's building buildings in, in New York City. And I think he knew. He, I think he was saying that plane must have had a bomb on it because he he knew that a plane couldn't go through the steel columns that were in that building. They, it would have wrecked against it. It would not have like done what it did. It couldn't have got all the way to the middle of it. It would have hit a, it would hit a bunch of columns. And yeah, the, the plane would have gave way. But yeah, so he so he knew. And so obviously, you know what's funny is I just what I want to say is. For a long time, people were called truthers as, as like a negative connotation, right? So I guess we, I guess we've adopted it as a badge of honor. But for years, what people were saying, I remember it was like like Pete Carroll, who's into all kinds of weird stuff, the, the Seahawks coach, and he was like, he's a truther. So he's like questioning the narrative was like, it's such a bad thing. But now it's like, gosh, if you don't question the narrative now, like, I mean, I, I pray for you. Can um, can they see this? Oh, what, is, yeah, what is that? Oh, so oh, that, is that is that the oh, those are the columns that go right through the middle of. Um, mm-hmm. And you see the concrete on the outside. So they they built these buildings specifically not to be knocked down by. Planes. Well, they built they built them specifically to withstand the biggest plane. Like th- that's what they did, and of course, like I said, that's the funny part was when they say like, the George Bush and all these liars come out there and say, we could have never known that something like that would happen, and then you look back and it's like there's literally shows about it. There's all kinds of things about it. Like, like put it this way, these people plan for everything. And obviously they plan specifically about this one, but you know, that, that they would be caught unawares of these things. It's obviously, you know, at this point, you, can, you cannot believe a word these people say. What are you looking up now? Um, there's also a famous picture of a steel beam that's still left over cut about a perfect 45 oh yeah yeah and that's what they say that's what they cut that's how they that's how they put the they put the charges on there so they so they slide over i think the one thing was kind of interesting is i i found recently and maybe we can get into this a little bit is a polyon and the significance of like what went on was was so some some it's my theory of course now my translation of the bible it says that Apollyon is Apollo. Apollo is mentioned in Apollo, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, and I believe that's Nimrod. Isaiah Isaiah fourteen. Let's put up that put that up there real quick. And you can't see that. Well, I'll add I'll add a picture later if if we can do that. Okay. You can't really see it, but um, yeah. So we had uh, so Apollo, Nimrod, and and then she realized this stuff is connected to like the Tower of Babel, and so there's a famous picture of. Like, did you see that? So I, I shared that picture on a couple of my my um, my posts recently about like uh, you know the imagery with the space force. But there's this like the steel. You know, I think the the out this outside skin of the World Trade Center kind of looked like almost it was like almost like bent a little bit, and it was like the way it was cut. It was almost like the unfinished part of like 
the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. And so the more I was looking into the Space Force logos, they literally had their number 11 Space Force. It looks like the Tower of Babel and it has a, it has a pentagram with a target on it. And then, so then you see, so of course, then I flipped it upside down and then you got a pit with it upside down. So you have as above, so below. And then you realize if Nimrod, the Antichrist is in the pit, it's like, this is what it was about getting, opening the pit to get him out. And it's like, so yeah, so I think that the new world order system, I think a lot of people understand now that like Babel was a place where, you know, rebellion against God, the world, the world coming together, doing the opposite of what God said to do, building a thing to unite the world. We don't need God anymore. And then you realize that's the exact same goal as, as the, the current new world order is the return of Babel. They even have it in their buildings. Like we looked at the EU parliament building. They just did a thing at uh, what is the Commonwealth games in Europe with a bull Nimrod bull cult and all this kind of stuff. And then you have the tower Babel, and then it, it, continue, it continues to come up of all, all the connections with Nimrod, Apollo, 9-11, the New World Order. And it's like, it is like the culmination of all the things we've been talking about. And also something interesting, a little bit off, off your topic, but um, you can find um, in several movies, they place 9-11 in, in very interesting spots as well before these events took place. So in the movie Matrix, The Matrix, Neo, they show his driver's license or a passport or something like that. Um, somebody pulled that up. When you look at his birthday, his birthday was 9-11-2001. So this is prior to the buildings actually being knocked down. They had already Oh, no, I think it was not his birthday, but it was like the expiration date. And it was like his oh, it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so they had it on there. Then, of course, you know, The Simpsons had a, a, a cover. I don't know if it was a comic book cover. Or yeah, it was some kind. It was. It, I think it was like a new, like a news thing, and it was like it was like a magazine. It said like nine eleven. Mm -hmm. Did have did have plant did have the buildings on it too. Yeah, and they had um in I think it's the second Terminator movie when Arnold's on the on the motorbike, um, being chased by the other predator. I mean, a, a, a other Terminator. He jumps down and, and goes into this uh, overpass, and it, the uh, the height is nine eleven. Yeah. And so you, you, you found this stuff repeatedly over and over again in these movies, and you can see that they, this is a, like a significant date for them. So go into why um, the date's significant and about, um, you're talking about Nimrod. And well, yeah, I think that, so of course, then we, we talk about that the, the, the real connection was that you have Revelation 9, and it's talking about the fifth seals opened up. The angel, 9-1 is the angels given the keys to the bottomless pit, and 9-11 talks about Apollyon, Abaddon, and I believe Nimrod is in there. The Antichrist is coming out of the pit, the spirit of the Antichrist coming out of the pit. And yeah, so I think, it, so even so even if you don't take all the, the stuff that happened that day, we already know that it's a significant number for them because based on, like I already said, there's a, there are two magic numbers, you know, as far as the, the, the occultists are concerned. And, and so 9-11 matching with 9-11 in the book of Revelation, we mentioned the skull and bones previously who the bush is heavily involved three, two, two. When you look up Genesis three, two, two, that's the verse that said, um, um, we're uh, they said, you'll, you'll be like gods. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. That's interesting. So they, 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 these numbers are important to them and it, it comes from specific knowledge of the spiritual realm, specifically of how they're trying to use God's word and harm the world through it. Well, it's interesting that you like, when you realize that, that our God is sovereign, and he's actually using 
the devil himself, the wicked men, to fulfill his prophecies. And it's like just like he used Pharaoh to harden his heart to make certain things happen. These things are happening. And I think it's one thing that we know is like, so at least we know God's on the throne. Things are in control. I mean, things are going to get hectic for us. I mean, that's to say the least. But we don't we don't worry about these things. And we're not afraid. I think when you when you're in Christ and you and you know that we're not clinging to the things in this world anymore. We can confidently look into things. And I think that's what what Jesus is saying. Like, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Like, the truth is this is happening, whether you guys want to look into it or not. You know what I mean? Like that. And whether it like I said, say that we're not wrong, but just say just say even if this wasn't it. God's word is going to be fulfilled. So there will be there will be a one world government. There will be an antichrist. There will be, you know, like a, a mark of the beast. And then there will be the return of Christ. All those things will happen, you know, so that that that's going to happen. So like so whether you think it's going to be a while or not, like we're not guaranteed any more time. But when you finally accept it and your hope is the return of Christ, you look into these things and say you, you look in there with like. Put it this way. It's, a, it's definitely a glass is half full. You're not like scared because you're like, we know that we get the we get the we get the crown, we get the promise, we get the new bodies, we get we get the new we get heaven. And we're not afraid of what's what's coming. I didn't tell you this, 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 this little break from what you're talking about, but I was so excited to reveal the truth about 9-11. I approached the, a preacher and I said, hey, look, I was praying and I looked up at the clock and it was 9-11 and I knew the Lord was like, I'm going to go talk to you. And I said, what I like to do is we need to tell everybody in the congregation that was an inside job and, and go through all of these details and stuff like that. And, and of course, <laughs> you don't want to do it. And I'm, and I'm so like sincere and like, what do you mean you're not going to do it? We have to do this. It's like, I'm like, this changed my life. I was like, I'm on fire for the Lord now because I, I now yeah. understand what's happening. I was like, this was what this was like a key moment in it. And so that that's why I'm often encouraged um, to move in this direction is because it was such a key moment for me when you actually see the absolute depth of the evil. Yeah. Um, and, and understand. And I, I was saying this a little bit earlier. Most of us, you're, you're probably like Joe and I, we have our you know jobs, our families. And we're just trying to live a quiet, peaceful life. We don't want to be messed with. We obviously don't want police officers around them. We don't want to get in fights or anything like that. And our minds don't really gravitate to anything really evil. And especially the depths of somebody like Satan. Yeah. But Satan is here. His fallen angels are here. And you have all of these people that are working for them that have uh, made the deal that Jesus refused, but they've made it and they're, they're, they're serving him to get everything that they can get out of this world. So you have the depth of evil. And that's where this helped me see that. Cause when I saw all of these people around it, they're all that evil. And then I understand, I start, and then I attach them to Satan and, and, and this is going to move forward to help re, uh, release uh, Apollyon out of the bottomless pit. I'm like, okay, now we're talking about an evil that I really need yeah. to like, let myself wrap my head around because it's uncomfortable. I don't want to think about bad things. Sure. Certainly not murdering people and killing people. And, um, but these people, that's how they got there. Yeah. That's how they got there. You know, they've been doing sacrifices since since the old times in every in every one of these pagan nations. They sacrificed all the time. So this was nothing more to them than a giant mass sacrificial ritual to get some type of, you know, like you were calling it, their the magic that they're or spiritual energy. Yeah. Releasing who knows what. Like I said, there was the demonic beings, you know, obviously altering the smoke coming out of it because you can find that. Look at look that up. Say demonic faces in the smoke. There was even an article in the newspaper, it was so dramatic. They were like demonic faces in the smoke. 
Um, that's not that's not a coincidence. Yeah, well, I think that um, I think the thing too is to is the is the realization that like that. So when when you when you when you can't talk about that stuff with your pastor because you're telling them this is leading into biblical prophecy, like they they don't talk about biblical prophecy in the church, and so like you know, so I think a big part of like. I think what Frank uh, did before me and then what I do now is when you expose the evil, the devil really is running the world, like, which is obviously biblical. You know, John says, you know, the whole world's under control of the evil one. You know, Jesus calls him the ruler of this world. You know, you know, basically, uh, uh, Paul says Satan is blinded, you know, the God of this world, Satan has blinded the minds of, of, of an unbelievers. So this, that, that is a biblical concept that like, you need Jesus right now because how wicked this place is. But like the Christian, the what the what they'll tell you from the pulpit almost is like, like they they sell you Christianity like it's an insurance policy for when you die. It's like no, you need it right now because this place is so, like so. You need to be able to have your eyes open. You need to see all the wickedness. Ephesians five eleven, you know, expose this darkness. And so yeah, so I think that's the main thing is like that. That's why we're conspiracy theorists, right? The rape. I mean, actually, I, I like that one. Uh, what was in that? That one. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that one. Uh, what was it? That uh, that one cartoon that was saying, "I don't." They said this guy believes in conspiracies. Like, I don't believe in conspiracies. I believe in cons- in a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the Psalm two conspiracy where it's like the why do the people's plot in vain? The the king, the rulers on this earth and the kings plot. To, to throw off the bonds of the Lord. And it's like, of course, we know that the, the God, the father's sitting in heaven and laughing, knowing that he's going to give the inheritance of the nations to Jesus. And then he's going to smash them at the end of this thing. So, it's, we, so we know that that's why we don't lose, lose heart in it. But the interesting thing, and we kind of, as we wrap this up, we want to talk about where we're at right now, which is like, talk about, talk about like my mind has been getting blown this weekend with, I mean, I have I've known that the 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 royal family had the spirit of Antichrist, where obviously literally it's like, you know, these bloodlines that go back to Nimrod. But the things that we started to look into with like the, the King Charles, uh, yeah, King Charles the Third, King Chuckula, he's got, of course, you already we already know that him, yeah. So again, this is we go back into this that that King Charles, the Queen, they're related to Vlad the Impaler, Vlad, Vlad Dracula. That's literally his name. It was in the order of the, the order of the dragon, which is like that was a secret society he was in, and then and his followers were called the dragonists. The, the dragonists. That's, <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. And then so then you have, but you also had the Bush family related to Vlad the Impaler. How could that be? It, it it could not be if it was if there wasn't a coordinated effort to these people who had a, a divine right to rule, and that's why they do. And and so you look into that. That, so I saw this video of this guy was doing the gematria of some of the some of the things. So Prince Charles, like all all different versions of his name, the gematria was like six 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 of his name. And then you then you then Frank sent me this this crazy thing. Right? Why don't you tell me? You tell him tell him about what that thing you sent me. And I was like, nah. So there's a statue in on in a church in South Africa that was built in ode to uh, of Prince Charles. And it's entitled Savior of the World. And he's literally standing above, which looks like uh looks like hell underneath of him. Yeah, I think I think it's <laughs> supposed to be it's supposed to be the 
the, world, the world, half the world, or whatever. <laughs> but it doesn't look like a, a, yeah. it doesn't look like the world. And, he, and he's like has one foot on it, one foot up, and he's got big angel wings. So the first thing you look at that you're like, that looks like Lucifer to me. <laughs> yeah, easily. <laughs> it's like and, that, that doesn't look good. At and then all. there's and then there's like these people that look like they're kind of like half into the world, kind of like clinging up at him, almost like like they look like spirits trying to yeah. like to like. To like like they're they don't look like they're being saved. It looks like people in burning lava in hell. Yeah, trying to get that's out. what it looked like to me. It looked like demons. It looked like people who were yeah in hell, basically. But but the, but entitled savior of the world. What it said, Char- I think. So this was so yeah. So when I when he sent he he first just sent me the statue and he said this is King Charles and I said, no, nah. I was like that can't be real. I said, do you have the? I said, because I'm I don't want to ever be out too far in front of something. So I said, where did you like? Where did they get this from? So it was, a, it was a, um, so interesting enough, time-wise, it was 20 years ago that this, this article came out and it was a statue made by a guy in South Africa. And it, it, it was, it was a guardian article that said, Charles winged saves like savior of the world or something like that. And it was in reference to his, like, I guess his climate change, uh, initiatives where he's like, he's, he had, he was doing a thing to save the earth and, Interestingly enough, it seems their way of saving the earth is going to be to kill the most of the people in it. Mm-hmm. Over, They're going to save the world by like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, get yeah. ready. Famines are coming. Famines are biblical. Famines are a sign of the end times, and they are they are getting ready to cause some serious famines. It wouldn't happen without what they were doing. They're doing it on purpose. But the interesting part is like so. So if you so you take that and so this was so I this was a TikTok I was already kind of working on. Was that so? If you're not familiar with it, Prince Charles did a had a very cryptic speech last uh, October. It was called the COP26. It was some kind of a um, I don't know some kind of governments you know governments of the world summit. It was a, obviously it was a new world order you know get together. And Prince Charles has this like seven minute speech where he talks about like how climate change is an existential threat to the world. We need to have like a warlike footing for it. We need like the private sector needs to mobilize and 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 then he starts he makes this cryptic reference to a man giving act giving access to a man who's going to be have access to trillions he's going to have like more respect like than the world's governments and so he doesn't really like miss a beat in his speech he just says that and i tried to look back if he references anything else or do you misspeak no he just says this and and then he mentions this thing called the the terra carta which is if you know the Magna Carta, it's like happened in 1215 in, in, in Great Britain. And this gave like human rights to people. And so, so I'm, I might be one of the first people who actually looked at what the Terra Carta was. And it's because, yeah, because I was going to make the TikTok of like, what was he talking about? But then I wanted to see what he was saying about this thing. So I looked it up and literally it's about giving human rights basically to the planet. And then so then when you, you look back, what do you, the 2002 article is about saving the world. And then I looked into it and it's like, it's this reference to um, like sacred geometry and all this kind of stuff about like using the, the geometry of nature that the ancients knew about in order to like use it in technology and all this kind of stuff. So then if you think about it like that, he's the one who's actually using this stuff, the Terra Carta, to save the world. So if he's referencing like a man being asked his truth, is he talking about himself in third person? Is he talking about like, or is he talking about the spirit that he hasn't quite attained yet that he's going to, that possibly after the queen just died, 
and now he's the king. And the, it's, like, it's like the stage is, I mean, put it this way. It, it kind of blows my mind the possibility that, the, that King Charles could, tech, you know, could possibly be, you know, the man of sin. And we're not saying he is yet, but they'll just say there's a lot of smoke coming from the, coming from the nether regions of the earth that they could possibly mean that, that he could be. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. But I think, you know, when you look at the 10 kings at the, the end, he's definitely one of them. And um, but, you know, they all in a way are mm-hmm. in unison, kind of hive mind through it. You know, it's not like that's, that's a specific Antichrist and the other guy is working for him and doing everything he's doing is not. You know, they, they, they're right. They're either Antichrist or not. So. Well, it's, it's well, I guess if anything, you think about like if the bloodlines go back to the original Antichrist, which was Nimrod. They're all spirit of the Antichrist. And if you really think about that, that these people are literally related to Nimrod, who was related to the devil. Therefore, they're all related to the devil. They're all the spirit of Antichrist trying to have open rebellion with God. You know, talking about like uniting the nations against obviously in rebellion against the one true God. And this, so that's the spirit of Antichrist. I, mean, I'm, I guess I'm one of those people who believe that the devil has a man ready at all times to be when God says this is the end to have a man that's it's going to be ready to be that man. And I think potentially he could be one of those placeholders. Could he be the last one? I mean, I guess the point is it's, it, it's insane that I'm even like considering the possibility that it could be. And I am, I'm, I'm probably one of those people that says probably not, but even that, even that, even there's a slight possibility, um, <laughs> even a slight possibility that it is kind of blows my mind that like, Oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll tie this in with the last thing and, and I'll let Frank kind of say his closing remarks on this. But so the queen, just so the, so to t- put a nice bow on this. So the queen, you know, just got laid to rest recently. You know, Charles just took the throne. And so the, uh, what was it? The, I don't know, some kind of orchestra in London, like the National Arts Orchestra in, um, in London or England played this song in honor of, her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, and it was a, it was a nice ditty called Nimrod, Nimrod, and they actually said that was played in I guess whatever some kind of famous hall, like I guess the day she was coronated, and so so Nimrod, really, I mean, I mean, are either they're really messing with us, or they really believe this, and I think it's the latter. Mm-hmm. They really believe it. They're deceived. Um, they don't view. Uh, Satan or, or Lucifer um, or Apollyon Poly- the Beast as the figures, the biblical figures that they are. They, they believe that that's a warped story. It's not a true story and that they're actually the good guys, I think. Um, but they do love them as gods because look, look what they were able to receive from them. They were able to receive everything in the world, just like Satan said he could give. The Bible says that Satan deceives the entire world. So that's where they in lie. And a lot of times people will say, and these people are so stupid to think that, um, you know, the devil can, they would worship the devil or they think that the devil is stronger than Jesus, but it's not stupidity. It's actually deception. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when you're approaching these topics, always approach it with love because love is the thing that covers the multitude of sins and gets through to people. When you're talking about it, uh, I, 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 I would take the information that you're hearing from us, look into it deeply, put it in an organized manner where you might be able to share a few things to influence some of your friends or family members. And shine that light because, like I said, for me, it's super valuable. It, it opened my eyes up to the spiritual realm of darkness and how deep and dark the world is and how it's all intertwined together. 
And now even Biden recently was talking again about building the new world order. Mm-hmm. And so, like I they've said, they've all said it. They've all said it. I mentioned famines a while ago because that that's going to be a tool they're going to use. So as they replace all these all these energy, the, the different types of energy, they don't have a legitimate plan on how to do this without literally crashing our economies and causing the famines. That's why I believe they're doing this on purpose. If you think about how ridiculous is this is that um, we will not use our you know won't, don't want to use our coal in the United States but we'll ship it over to China and Russia and these other countries and let them use it. And they can, they can produce petroleum and we'll buy it back from them or, or they have, or we're, or we're not di- digging for oil over here. We're buying it from different places who actually are digging for it. And, and, and at a higher rate of pollution that we do. Absolutely. So it actually makes no sense at all. And once you, once you realize, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, these people are doing this on purpose. They want to, they want to cause the destruction of the United States. They got to lower lower our standards. They got to hurt our economy because eventually they're going to, and they're all doing it for Mr. 9-11, Apollyon. Mm-hmm. What, what they're going to do, what they're going to do is they're going to unite some countries up. Then they're going to come up with a global currency. They have to crash the economy first to do that. And, and then I think the food shortages are going to make people more desperate, almost kind of like they're going to be begging for it. Yeah. And that's that's what's going to occur over time. So we are right here in the birth veins at the beginning of sorrows, according to excuse me according to what jesus said so when you see these things happening you know that you know it's the beginning of sorrows and right next i would i'll look for is um i think the next big thing key to look out for is the big war well i would say i would just say this i think a lot of us have been been saying like well i know frank and i've both been saying this but i I say it a lot is that i've i've just had like i'm not saying this is a prophecy or anything like that but i just have just 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 seeing how history is gone and that's how that's our best indicator of what's going to happen in the future besides obviously what the bible says is that like i'm i've been i've been looking for something to happen this fall and so i'll just say this that again you know there's a lot of we should have a lot of a little bit of humility when we talk about like the the prophecies and if they are being fulfilled if they are the point is there's a lot of indicators that things are are really happening so like so at this point we always talk about the temple being rebuilt so far there's no temple but we don't know how long it would take for them to do it if if they did so but at at this point but this way it wouldn't take much for them to move to a full digital currency which would obviously be the next step into eventually having a full-on mark of the beast and then but i mean if you think about it too it's like so let's just i mean just for just for argument's sake, you just say maybe King Charles is potentially the Antichrist. All they would need to do is put up some kind of a building there. Like we don't even know. They, for all I know, they could put up like like a tabernacle type tent, and then that be be enough. The point is, we don't know how long it would take for him that them people to say this guy. He goes in there and says he's God, and then what? And then then you're talking about like when they say peace and safety. It's like all things are at that point. It's like people are getting sent the delusion. Like you're saying, like these people, you know, this is the point where it's like, do they think they can win? I don't think it really matters because it's like Pharaoh. I'm sure. I'm sure most people said like Pharaoh, and something in him probably knew that he couldn't win this world, this 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 battle between God, but his rebellion was cemented, and that's when God said, "You're going to do these things just so I can show you show everybody how powerful I am." And I think that's what's happening right now where they can't, 
they can't win against Jesus. Like that, and that's obviously that's why we always have hope that they cannot win. But guess what? They're still going to they're still going to be solidified in that rebellion. And and I guess the the most important part about it is like how how much longer? We don't like we like I said, I think that's the thing. We don't we don't know. We pray, pray you get revelations, but pray, pray more than anything that that your faith is strong when when, yeah, when things get because are to unravel. Because I think I think we are at we are at a tenuous I've always said this place is like a tinderbox. And like if you have one more thing, like one more kind of like major mid to major thing, we could be right into that digital currency. And I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. And um, you know, we can fight against it all we want, but the Bible says it's gonna happen. They're they're given the authority and time to be able to do that. It even says that the restrainer that's holding the back stands up and allows them to take, allows them to do this for, but it's only for a short period of time, but it, it's, it's going to feel longer. Well, it's going to feel longer for us because we're, we're seeing <laughs> it occur. Yeah, it's going to seem like more people that wake up. It's going to be, um, you know, from the moment you wake up, you're going to be seeing it occur and it's frustrating to watch so that they're, they're building it right now. And, but they are successful in doing it. They're successful in pulling this off and implementing the mark of the beast and, and martyring church members and, 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 but they only get to do it for three and a half years. Um, and at that point, everything that they built, Jesus comes back and destroys it all. Yep. Then we'll so, have, then, then we'll have not only the king in, on the throne, but he'll be the king on the throne. The king with the, the kingdom of the world will become the kingdom of, of our Lord. And he will literally be reigning here. So it's like, so that's always like, it is, a, we do have hope. We have a lot of hope. We, so that is, that is our redemption. That's what it said. When you see all these things, that's what Jesus says. When you see all these things start to take place, that's when you start to look up because your redemption is is is, is drawing nigh. And I feel like that that's why we don't lose hope. And but that's why this stuff. That's why, believe it or not, this this crazy day, this, this day that they say never forget. We're never going to forget this, but also we're going to see what's coming next. I'm I'm not forgetting that, but I'm really looking forward to what's what's coming. And I feel like that that this. There's a reason why this is the one it's taboo to talk about this now is because the things like we say, the things you can't talk about are the things that you need to be talking about because there's a reason you can't. And it's because this is what it's all about right now. It's the, it's the tribulation. It's, it's, it's the new world order, the tribulation, and then eventually the return of the King. No, you probably weren't thinking that, were you? You're probably thinking, JT, that was a weak pun. 